welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 238 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast, How to Lose Weight, Love Your Life. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks so much for joining me this week. All right, today we are talking about how to get back to lower carb eating. So this episode is for you if you have been trying to follow the lower carb way of eating and you found yourself back to eating all the carbs and you're, it can feel like such a big gap to get yourself back to the low carb right? If you're there, you know what that feels like where you're like, oh my gosh, it was, life was good when I wasn't eating the carbs, but it's going to be so much work to get back to not eating the carbs. And so that's why I wanted to record this podcast episode for you because it doesn't have to feel that way. And I think when it does feel that way, when it feels like this gigantic thing that's going to be so much work, that probably reflects just some embedded diet thinking and suggests that there are ways that you can intervene that not only are going to help you get back to your low carb eating more easily, but also will help build consistency longer term for you with that lower carb eating. If you feel that a lower carb way of eating works for your body and is a lifestyle you want to maintain, getting back to it and building consistency are really, really important skills with it. So I have been eating low carb for a long time now. I can't even remember how many years, but I'm far from perfect. And definitely, I've been extremely non-perfect at different times, especially when I first started. When I first started eating low carb, it was, I was either on and eating low carb or I was like totally blowing it out the window. And over the years of practicing, I've built a lot more consistency. There's still times that I choose to eat carbohydrates. Like it's actually perfect that I'm recording this podcast episode today because I just got back from a trip with friends to Las Vegas and I ate a whole bunch of carbs, including delicious pastries and things like that on that trip. And that's okay. That's how I choose to live my life is I know carbs in general don't work for me. So in most days I don't eat them, but there's going to be times in my life where I choose to eat them. And if that's what you want and what feels right to you for managing your eating and your weight long term, then the big important skill that is missed by so many diets, or let's say pretty much all diets, is how do you just get yourself back to what was working when you do decide to have a weekend where you eat a bunch of stuff you don't normally eat? Now, you don't have to eat low carb to lose weight. If you've listened to this podcast, you know what I really believe is you need to eat in a way that works for your body, that you enjoy and fits into your life. And so for a lot of you as physicians, I know a lot of you are trying to follow some form of lower carb eating. 
But even if you're not trying to follow some form of lower carb eating, what I'm going to talk about in this episode is going to help you. So don't worry, don't panic. It's going to be helpful. I also want to just touch base about like, what are the definitions of low carb and how low carb should you go? And does this mean I need to eat keto? Because these are all questions that come up really regularly when I'm talking to physicians and my obesity medicine patients about lower carb eating as a lifestyle. And I honestly think some of these questions, well, they're definitely born of that diet culture of like, there is a right way to eat in order to lose weight, but they also contribute to it. And if you're struggling to get yourself back to eating some version of lower carb or whichever version you think works for you, I wonder if some of these thoughts, more the diet mentality type thoughts might be going on for you and it's worth looking for them. Because when we think of there being these strict rules of how to do low carb right and exactly how many grams of carbs that would mean and is that net or total grams, all this stuff that if you've ventured into the low carb world, you've encountered, all of these thoughts make and perpetuate the all or nothing thinking situation where either you're all on and you're following how many grams or the minute you go like a couple of grams over that, then you're off and you've blown it. It's just a very strict dichotomy is what it sets up in your brain. And anytime we set that up, it actually can make it harder for you to get yourself back on track. Here's the thing. Anytime we're talking about even numbers and we're talking about a human body, we know that those are invented numbers. They're estimates. So when you're reading around low-carb eating and you read carbohydrate grams estimates, they're estimates. But our brains take them as like set in concrete. Like if you hear somebody say, you need to be 30 grams of carbs or less to be keto, it's set in concrete in your brain and can create that either I'm on or I'm not feeling. But the reality is our body doesn't operate in even numbers. Our body doesn't count grams of carbs. Grams of carbs is a human measurement to estimate the amount of carbohydrates. Maybe our body goes into ketosis with 27.3 grams of carbs, and somebody else's body might be in ketosis if they're eating 35.36 grams of carbs, because human bodies do not know what even numbers are. So just give yourself space is the reason why I'm bringing this up. I'm not saying anybody's numbers are wrong. I'm saying from a mindset standpoint, when it comes to getting yourself back on low carb and following it consistently, we need to create some flexibility. And the reality is in the variation of people that are around, there will be flexibility in how much carbohydrate each individual person's body tolerates while still reaching their goals. You have to figure out what that is for you. People can give you estimates, they can guess, but you get to figure out what it actually is for you that works for your body and also that you can follow consistently for the rest of your life because going super low carb just to get the weight off and assuming you get to add a whole bunch of carbs in later on when you maintain it usually doesn't work. That often results in weight regain. When you're maintaining weight loss after eating low carb, you generally have to eat a similar way. There's a little bit more flexibility in how much carbs you have when you're maintaining weight versus losing, but it's not going back to a North American diet. So giving yourself flexibility will help all the times in your life, 
that you're going to want to get yourself back onto low-carb eating if this is the way that you're following it. The reality is, like I said, very few people actually stay strictly low-carb for their whole life. If you are, like if you find you work really well with keto and you're just like, I never touch any of that and take an abstinence approach and it works well for you, fantastic. That's great. But for the majority of you listening, you probably generally will want to eat low carb with still sometimes having special things that have carbohydrates in them or choosing to eat carbohydrates sometime. And that's okay too. You can find the version that works for you. And like I said, what matters is not the right version in air quotes. What matters is the version that you can do consistently and be satisfied with the life you're leading. And for some of you, that means sometimes you eat birthday cake or sometimes you go on a trip with friends and you eat pastries in the hotel because they look delicious and they were, which is what I just did. But then you just get back to what was working for you before. Okay. Let's talk about how do you actually do that? Because like I said, it's a skill getting yourself back. It's a skill you can practice. It's a skill you can get better at. It's a skill you can build efficiency with, but it's a skill. And there's ways to approach it that will make it easier for you. And there's ways to approach it that will make it harder for you. And so you get to play with it and look for the ways that make it simpler. Look for the ways that make it feel easier. Look for the ways that make it feel better. Make your days where you're getting back to your low-carb eating feel really good. So tip number one is expect that there will be some physical symptoms and manage them appropriately. So this really depends on how low-carb you generally are, as well as how long you've been eating carbs for, what your body's level of insulin resistance is. There's a whole bunch of things. But if you've gone very low-carb in the past, you've probably heard about keto flu, this is what I would be talking about is if you suddenly strip away low carb or strip away carbohydrates from your diet and you're used to having them, there are physiological changes that happen in your body. Your insulin levels drop, you diuresis, you tend to pee out more magnesium and other electrolytes, you pee out more fluid because of the diuresis. And that can give you physical symptoms like headaches, fatigue, muscle cramps, constipation would be all the common things. The fact that you're having those symptoms does not mean anything's going wrong. It's just a matter of managing them. Hydration can be really important. Reading around this, if you really struggle with keto flu, going to a good resource like dietdoctor.com and reading around it about how to manage keto flu. But often it's hydration, electrolyte replacement, magnesium. If you have any chronic medical conditions, you want to talk to your doctor before doing large volumes of fluid or magnesium or electrolyte replacements. But you can manage the symptoms. The symptoms are often predictable. They often last for a predictable number of days. And it's very helpful when you're in those days to be like, okay, this is only going to last for three days. I just have to get through these three days and it'll all be better on the other side. For me, it's three days. For me, predominantly is headaches if I've been eating a lot of carbohydrates. And once I'm through those three days, my energy level picks up. So As you start getting yourself back on lower carb eating, just pay attention to what symptoms come up for you and how long they last. The more you can predict it, the easier it's going to make future times when you need to get yourself back onto low carb eating. Number two is find a reason that you like. So often that you've been eating all the carbs and you might be like, oh, I shouldn't be eating these. I have to stop eating carbs. I need to eat more vegetables, whatever. And the reality is that's not a great motivation strategy. It doesn't feel good. 
It's going to create resistance, especially the way our brains think about it is we kind of fondle the carbs thinking these are so lovely and fantastic and wonderful and I have to give them up. Thinking in that way is going to make it harder to get yourself back to lower carb eating. You need to find reasons why you're doing it and thoughts about why you're doing it that feel good. You need to think about the food you're trying to get yourself to eat, the lower carb food, in the same way you're thinking about those carbs to make it easier. If you're thinking about the carbs in this wonderful, amazing, fantastic way and thinking about the vegetable and protein that you want to be eating as like, well, I guess I'll eat it, it's always going to feel hard. Think of the food that you're working on eating as amazing. And if the food you're trying to eat doesn't feel amazing, then that's something to problem solve. That's something to work around and be like, okay, what would it need to look like? What type of food would I eat if it felt amazing and if I was excited to eat it? Coming back from this trip, like I said, I've been doing exactly this in my own life in the last two days. But one of the things I did was there was a salad that we ate on the trip in a restaurant that was delicious. And so I recreated the salad yesterday, the first day we were back for dinner. And I really looked forward to that. It was exciting and delicious. Today we made steak and broccoli with like a really delicious butter that I make and have in the fridge with it's like a miso butter. But little things like that, like those little flavor flourishes are things that work really well for me that make me excited about eating the low carb food as I'm getting myself back onto low carb. But you need a reason why too. The thoughts about the food matter, but also the reason why you're doing it matters. And for me, that those reasons are, I have more energy. I feel better. I have fewer headaches. It helps my running. Over the years, I've developed reasons why low-carb works for me. And if you're brand new, you might not have all of those reasons, but you can work on building them over time. Number three is decide between when you want to get yourself back to low carb, decide if you want to do a rip the bandaid off approach, which means you just cut them all out and you get back to your lower carb eating, or if you prefer a more gradual approach. Now I've done both throughout my life. Now I'm generally kind of a rip the bandaid off. I've done it enough where getting back to low carb feels like pretty simple. It's no big deal. So I just stop eating all the carbs and I go back to my lower carb eating But in the past, I would do a more gradual reduction where I would be like, you know, still including a few carbs and kind of bringing myself down to make it a little bit easier on myself and minimize some of the side effects I had from going full carbs to low carbs. I think now, because I've been doing this for so long, the swings are probably a little bit different. Like even when I'm feeling like I'm eating a lot of carbs, overall, I still am eating fairly low carb. I'm just making some choices that include carbohydrate in them versus before. I think I would go like full carb where every meal had carbs and then try to be totally no carb. And that felt worse to me. And so going more gradual was helpful. You get to decide what's going to work for you. There's no one right way. For some people, the rip the bandit off approach works better because you get rid of the cravings more quickly. For some people, being gradual in how they reduce their carbs keeps some cravings. A middle ground too that you can look at is gradually reducing your carbs, but really focusing on whole food carbs. Because for a lot of people, whole food carbohydrates impact their cravings differently than more of a processed food carbohydrate. And so you get to play with it and see what works best for you. But knowing that there's a range of ways to approach it, there's no one right way. 
and you get to find the way that feels best to you. It's a bit empowering, right? Number four is look for non-food reasons why you were eating more carbs or why it feels hard to get yourself back to eating low carb and address them. So often, if you believe in eating low carb, it's your plan to eat low carb long-term and all of a sudden you find yourself eating a whole bunch of carbs. Most likely it is not that carbohydrates have become so incredibly tempting all of a sudden. It's something's going on in your life. There's some sort of stress, some sort of discomfort that your brain is using the carbohydrates to try to fix. Your job for long-term weight management is figuring out what those things are. Why is your brain using the carbohydrates to try to fix it? And if your brain is trying to use the carbohydrates to fix something, it is going to be harder to pull those carbohydrates away. It's going to resist it and hold on to it because it thinks the carbohydrates are the solution. So if you feel that this is really hard for you to get yourself back to lower carb eating, get curious about what might be going on behind the scenes that is totally non-food related. A bonus is that's going to make it easier for you to make food changes and long-term you're going to be more successful and be able to build more consistency when you're really looking at the non-food drivers to your eating. For me, often when I want to get back to lower carb eating, if I've been eating more carbs because I've hit a patch where I'm like super busy or super stressed, a common, one of my biggest triggers still to this date that it's constant learning guys, is just that hectic mindset of there's not enough time and I've got so much to do and I'm not going to get it all done and I'm not getting time to myself. Those thought patterns are still triggers for me to, to eat. And one of the big things for me is when I just focus on only the food, sometimes that's not successful for me to get myself back on track because if I'm thinking about, oh, I'm so busy and there's not enough time and I'm focusing on, okay, you just need to stop eating carbohydrates too. That doesn't work well for my brain. So I often say I need to get my head on straight, meaning I have to sit down and journal or do some reflection and shift out of that thought pattern that's making me want to reach for all the carbs and bring it back to a thought pattern that makes me feel empowered and in control. So figure out what it is for you to address whatever might be driving the desire for the carbohydrates. Number five is watch how you talk to yourself. We've talked about this theme a fair bit, but it's so easy, especially when it comes to like a type of eating that has so much discussion on social media and things like that to just have these really rigid ways of talking to yourself that ultimately are unhelpful. So anytime you're thinking that carbohydrates are bad, that you can be good by cutting out carbohydrates, that you have to eat something, that you can't eat something, that you never should have eaten something, that you've blown it, all of these thought patterns that are so common when it comes to weight loss will make it harder for you to get back to your lower carb eating. And the reality is carbs are not bad. It's just for some of your bodies, they may not support you in your weight loss goals. Your body may not process them in the same way as it processes vegetables, but it doesn't mean it's bad. And our food decisions can never be bad. We can't be bad for choosing to eat a food. It's just that you made a choice that's not particularly healthy maybe, or a choice that doesn't support your weight loss, but it's never bad. And when you start talking to yourself in a way that empowers you and that supports not just the changes you're wanting to make, but the experience you want to have in making those changes, 
it will make it easier to get yourself back on track. So moving away from any way of talking to yourself that supports that on or off approach and really talking to yourself in a way that supports flexibility and brings empowerment so that you can build consistency. All right. I hope that those were helpful. If you've been struggling to get yourself back on low carb or any way of eating and you find it really difficult, try these tools out. If you're a physician and you want more support in applying tools like this to change your entire experience of weight loss and also enjoy your life more, then Thrive Academy for Physicians is for you. This is the six-month coaching program that I offer for physicians where we dive deep into all of this and really focus on crafting a customized approach to weight loss that gives you the experience that you want to have in your weight loss, whether it's peace or freedom or lightness. All of these are words that physicians often say to me that they want from their weight loss. I can help you with that. So head over to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca, click on the work with me tab, and then fill out an application form and start the conversation with me about what your challenges are and how I might be able to best help you. All right. Have a fantastic week, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.